Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Thanks for listening this Wednesday, July 21st, 2021. I'd like to thank this week's podcast sponsor, Candor. Have you heard of Candor yet? As you'll hear shortly, they're gaining groundswell for their dynamic, adaptive, and automated underwriting engine. Experienced loan originators know that a rate lock is a rate lock. The removal of the adverse market fee of 0.5 for conventional conforming refis above $125,000 has caused conversations about pricing, borrower, and profit strategy. One MLO wrote and stated, if the price had worsened, we wouldn't be going back to borrowers for that difference. It's not a one-way street. My borrowers don't know what the FHFA is, barely know who Fannie and Freddie are, and my company is not repricing its entire locked refinance pipeline. If asked, and I doubt I will be, I will explain to my borrowers that a lock is a lock, and none of them want to start the process over again with a new lender for an eighth in rate. A different capital markets veteran joked, any MLO that encourages repricing should lose their license. Let's start there. (laughs) But then continued, a deal is a deal. Any price change needs to follow normal process, and we will not be removing the fee from the existing pipeline. And a retail CEO wrote, affirming, We're going to use the 0.5 to offset what was a poor second quarter, marginalized for us. For today's interview, I wanted to bring on Candor CEO Tom Showalter to discuss evolution in the underwriting process. Well, Robbie, what what would you like to talk about today, first of all? A lot of the times people think that innovation, especially in the mortgage space, consists of removing tasks from the process. Um, that's not actually the the right way of going about things. That's, that doesn't no. seem to be the holy grail. We've enjoyed partnering with our clients in how to, I hate to use words like rethinking or reimagining automation, but that's really what it's been. <laughs> so <clears throat> to to recycle an old cliche about reimagining automation and reimagining innovation, I do we weekly interviews with my clients, figure out how they're doing and what's working. And they've had some eye-opening experiences and they've shared that with me. And uh, it gives you insight into into, uh, how they're able to innovate in ways that they hadn't really ever imagined they could do. And when they first were exposed to candor, which they took candor as being some sort of underwriting technology thing or other. And so they tried to position it as something that would do underwriting tasks. And well, they had some success with that. It's not like it didn't work. It's not like it didn't make them any money, but other folks started thinking about it as sort of a uh, workforce optimization technology where you could now divvy up some discipline like underwriting and identify things that you could help a lower skilled person with because candor could do the bulk of the heavy lifting in in some of the serious underwriting tasks. And then the underwriter could serve instead of the doer of tasks, could serve as sort of a reviewer of the quality of the underwrite, which underwriters can do quite well. So that workforce optimization, optimization, that workforce innovation, that that played really well. Uh, but it didn't stop there. People then decided, well, wait a minute. If we could optimize the structure of jobs, maybe we could optimize the structure of our process. 
And so they started thinking about how to innovate in the ways they make a mortgage. And they started having objectives like, how do I minimize my time to surety? Which means, you know, the time to when the consumer knows they're going to have a loan. And, and they started setting some aggressive goals there. Like some of them want to get to that in 10 days, some five. Right now, it takes like 45 days. So uh, <clears throat> they were starting to see that they could innovate from a, from a process optimization, from a process innovation standpoint, and now change what is formerly a highly sequential, very linear process into something that's now very parallel. And now they could, they could identify specific kinds of tasks or problems that they could send to the right resource get them solved immediately and get 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 it back to the to in this case candor where candor could then consume that intellectual output and then take the next step with the loan i mean it's fun to watch because i get to watch people take our tools and innovate with them and have such great success so we've we've seen folks have for example take as many as 20 days off their cycle time which is amazing we've seen people um go from uh maybe five to eight percent of the loans are one touch loans meaning one underwriter touch to now 75 percent are one underwriter touch and we've seen pull through go from 60 points to 75 where they can now get paid on 15 out of 100 loans they couldn't get paid on before and that's because they didn't lose the consumer they retained the consumer throughout the process partly because the process was shorter and partly because they're also starting to figure out how to take the intellectual output of candor and use that to inform their consumer about where they are in the process and why. And that's, we're just seeing our, our client base start taking this technology and moving it further, further up in the process to get it closer and closer to the consumer and to enable them to structure their relationship with the consumer in a very innovative and, and uh, transparent and, uh, productive way i think i don't i don't think there are any losers here uh the secondary market gets a, a higher quality loan uh the lender gets to make a high quality loan for far less labor and the consumer gets their lending decision and their loan without all the aggravations of the past so it's it's amazing uh, i've i've just enjoyed being part of it it's it's been an amazing experience and, and we're just starting. We gave people a very capable tool, and now they're figuring out how to use it in a manner that I don't think anybody would have thought of a year or so ago. Although I must say, some of our early stage clients, they had this idea in the back of their head. I'm, I'm sure they did, because they, they hit the ground running a little, little too easily. So they were looking for what we had. They just couldn't find anybody to offer it. And now that they found somebody that could do with technology what they've always wanted done, which is to basically teach critical thinking skills, underwriter critical thinking skills to a machine, and we've been able to do that. Now that we've done that, they're taking that and running with it and doing some amazing things. I think those are fantastic metrics you provided. Mm -hmm. I would say you say there's no losers, but I think underwriters could feel like this might be marginalizing them in certain ways. And so in the quest for, for companies as they try and gain margin or optimize business processes, traditionally it's been about removing tasks from the underwriter. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about why that's flawed maybe and your, your philosophy is, is not exactly congruous with that? 
the role of the underwriter is changing. So for those folks that wanted to do the triple check on the income calc and they think that's underwriting, there might be a little of that technology can, you know, mitigate, eradicate, you do something to, to that, jo- that job. If that's the job, that job that job's going to shrink. But I don't think that's where the job is headed. I think where the job is headed is now you need somebody to sit back and evaluate the quality of this underwrite. Are things actually proceeding as planned? Are we getting are we getting the best underwriting decisions? Are we getting the best outcome? Now that's something it's very hard to teach a machine that sort of stuff, but it's not hard to teach a person that. In fact, people people go there naturally. So I think I think the underwriter job is going to evolve from tasks to outcome evaluation, outcome management. And so as you as you see that, see there will never we will never erase the need for outcomes to be superior. We're never going to do that. That's always going to be there. So the question is now that underwriters can really see their job evolve to go from the doers of these tasks to the managers of the outcome and the process. And the process could also include looking forward into client satisfaction, consumer satisfaction. How are you going to do all of that? I think there's a lot to be said there. And I'd be very surprised to see that this conversation somehow or another doesn't continue at length in many forms because our clients are going to take it there. They already are. Concerns about the virus to open the week that had gripped markets were put in the rearview mirror. Because. A mixed housing starts and building permit report for June showed better than expected starts, while permits, a leading indicator, missed estimates. Permits decline across all regions for single-family units, suggesting there will be a slowdown in building activity related to higher costs, a lack of available labor, and or high selling prices offsetting buyer demand. Mortgage applications decreased 4.0% from one week earlier, according to data from the Mortgage Bankers Association's Weekly Mortgage Application Survey for the week ending July 16th. The previous week's results included an adjustment for the 4th of July holiday. Though mortgage rates did drop during the reporting period. This afternoon brings results from a $24 billion 20-year Treasury bond auction. The New York Fed desk will purchase up to $5.3 billion of 30-year 2% and 2.5%. We begin the day with agency MBS prices worse a few 30 seconds and the 10-year yielding 1.24 after closing yesterday at 1.21%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. Chris W. writes, The guy at the furniture store told me the sofa would seat five people without any problems. Then it occurred to me, I don't think that I know five people without any problems. Thanks again to Candor for sponsoring today's podcast. I look forward to hearing more great things. Want to know more? Go to candortechnology.com. Tell them Robbie Chrisman sent you. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.